Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. This episode of HR Oxygen is brought to you by Boss Builders University. If you're looking to train up your supervisors and managers, please check out our newest offering, The Art of Being a Great Boss. In this 13-month program, I'll be taking your managers through our driving results curriculum, and that includes topics on communication, performance management, motivation, delegation, problem-solving, decision-making, team development, and much, much more. The sessions are virtual, running one hour each month, and I'll do it using our popular sketch and seminar graphic art and storytelling format. No boring PowerPoint, stale stories, and outdated tools and techniques. The sessions are engaging and provide tactical, practical tools that can be used immediately after the sessions. You can have your entire organization take our program, or if you have just a few folks, join one of our open enrollment cohorts that start every other month. And if you're an HR professional, you can earn up to 13 recertification credits through HRCI and SHRM. For more information, visit us online at thebossbuilders.com. Succession planning is one of those techniques and tools that a lot of people don't think a lot about until somebody in the organization decides to leave. And then there's a mad scramble to figure out how are we going to fill this position. Proactively, succession planning means you're not going to be shocked when that day comes. You've actually planned for that day to happen. It's not easy, but fortunately, we have a guest today that can tell you how to do it right. Silka Chesterfield is a consultant and a coach from upstate New York, and she's an expert in the area of succession planning. She's worked with lots of different organizations and has a great strategy to help you get it done. Listen carefully as we go through this interview because at the end she has a very special offer for you that will help you actually work to be able to put your succession plan in place. Lots of great information, so I hope you have something to take notes with. Let's quit talking about Silka. Let's talk to her. You know what time it is. Let's make sure that little personal item's under the seat in front of you. Make sure the seatbelt's buckled. Get ready. We're about to taxi to the runway. Should the cabin lose pressure... Oxygen masks will drop from the overhead area. Please place the mask over your own mouth and nose before assisting others. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the HR Oxygen Podcast, the show focused on the overworked, overwhelmed, and underappreciated HR professional. And now, here is the host of our show, the boss builder, Mac Monroe. Silka Chesterfield, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Mac. I'm glad that you could join us today. We had planned to do this a few months ago, and you says, well, call me in about three months, and you were probably hoping I'd lose your number, but I didn't. And so we reached out, and here we are today. We're going to be talking about something that may not be relevant for everybody who's listening, but for those it is, this is a big day. What are you going to do when presented with the challenge of developing a succession plan? We've got lots of questions that we're going to go through. But before we do, I was hoping that you could tell us about your journey. Tell us about yourself. Oh, well, thank you. Um, so um, I've been a business consultant since 1995. Um, I worked with clients in various industries, psychology, medicine, engineering, law, government relations, alternative energy, and not-for-profits. So very varied. Um, I was hired basically for some administrative activities, but mostly for marketing and business development. And then I noticed some commonalities amongst all of my clients and I wanted to make more of an impact. 
So I became a certified coach in 2012 and just recently added another certification in executive coaching, although I had really already been working with business owners, executives and managers all along. So I um, work with my clients to think more strategically, acquire new skills and strengthen existing skills and improve stakeholder relations, gain leverage and advance their careers. That is what I do. Very good. And I detect a hint of an accent. I'm, I want to say South African, British. No. That's what it is. No, what it's, is it? it's German. I was born and raised in Germany. So I have a tendency to be timely and pithy. <laughs> P-I-T-H-Y. <laughs> and if somebody is not timely, it turns into pissy, not pithy, right? Maybe you said that, not me. <laughs> It, for those that don't know, when we logged on together, I actually logged on two minutes early and Silka had been here, I think, since uh, you'd logged in, logged in sometime last night, I think, hadn't you? Probably. Right on time. Very prompt. So uh, it's one thing that I learned on my one trip I went to Germany is uh, nobody waits for you. You go on time. So, But anyway, let's let's talk about the topic at hand. Succession planning, it's a buzzword. People talk about it. Tell us what succession planning actually is. Well, is it actually a buzzword? I find that it sounds totally not sexy, but here we go. So um, succession planning um, is basically a way to help leaders develop new skills so they can advance their careers while also having a pool of successors ready to step up and lead. And succession planning really means different things to different people depending on their title or role and what they want to achieve. So, but in essence, it is to have a pool of successors ready to step up and lead. Well, I guess when I hear the word, and I I'm with you, it's not a sexy word, but most business jargon really isn't. It just kind of makes your ears ring, whatever. But I always thought of it as, you know, the senior executive of the company is going to leave and somebody needs to fill the role. In some companies I've heard, I guess, you know, what was it, GE and Jack Welch, Supposedly, I'd identified a successor 10 years before. I don't know. But uh, it sounds to me like this could be any role in an organization. Did I hear you correctly with that? Yes, I think so. Because, you know, what if somebody leaves and then everything is left to finding a successor? I mean, that can turn things upside down and um, create a focus point that may impact the way that the organization performs negatively, of course. All right. So we talked a little bit about big picture, right? CEO leaves. We need to have somebody backfill that. But you make the case that it can be anybody at any level. What is the benefit of actually looking at positions and identifying a backup? I mean, I'm thinking about a sports team has somebody. I mean, if a quarterback goes down in a football game, they don't just cancel the game, right? Somebody's got to get in there and do it. Business is the same. So with all that, are there any additional benefits to thinking this way? Yeah, that is a good point. Um, there should always be a replacement, right? So when when succession planning becomes part of the fabric of an organization, then talent is attracted to the organization and um, turnover is reduced, right? It strengthens an organization because it now has a bench strength with the right skills that allows the next level leaders to step up when the need arises. And in a for-profit scenario, um, this increases the value of the enterprise. And think about all the stress it saves, right? And the associated costs, tangible and intangible. 
So um, a good succession program positively impacts the company culture and the perception of the company in the marketplace, and leaders can be more confident and secure of the future. What does this do to the people in the organization? So like, for example, if I have a position and I feel pressured, like, hey, Mac, you need to have somebody who can be your backup in case you quit. I mean, could I look at that and say, that's a big assumption about me. That's kind of what I'm thinking. It would make me nervous to know that somebody was trained to fill my job in case I leave. What if they just didn't like me and got rid of me because I got somebody better waiting in the wings? Are these any of the things that could happen if we're looking at succession planning? Well, I suppose it could. However, I think in a company culture where they support their leaders, then that leader that is looking to be replaced may have to develop and is supported in developing new skills to take on you know, the next level of leadership role. So it should be a good thing. So when it comes to succession planning, I often think about a the higher end of the corporation, somebody in the C-suite is going to leave and we've got to figure out who's going to replace one of them. You make the case that any position should be one that we are going to have succession planning for. So if that's the case, what is the best way to start if we want to make this part of our company's culture and, and make it part of what we do so it's not a shocker to people? Best way to start really is to take an assessment, right? And understand um, what is necessary. What, what does a succession plan actually look like? What is necessary to get us there, to get our house in order? And then how do we want to proceed and get it done. And oftentimes I find that uh, without a certain level of accountability, um, priorities take, mm, pri different priorities came up and derail the entire effort. So I would always suggest and maybe in a self-serving way that people hire an outside um, consultant or coach now um, to, to get things moving in the right direction and keep on track and um, make sure that things actually get implemented. Okay. Um, I just want to say something about the difference between a consultant and a coach. Um, when I, when I became a consultant and, and throughout my career, I noticed that, and I'm sure some of you have seen this happen as well. You hire a consultant to do certain things, right? And then nothing ever changes because it doesn't get implemented. So when somebody asks me, um, what is the difference between a consultant and a coach is I, I use the fishing metaphor. Um, the difference between a consultant and a coach is that a consultant can tell you what to do, uh, what to fish for, why you want to fish for it and how you should fish. And maybe he can do some fishing for you. But as a coach, um, working with a coach, you learn how to fish and it becomes a part of your skill set. So um, just as a little plug here for hiring a coach. I well, suppose. <laughs> absolutely. Especially one like, oh, Silka Chesterfield that understands these sorts of transitions. And I'm going to let you tell us how to reach you here when we get to the end of our time. That's an interesting metaphor that you draw because it seems like part of this is going to be the planning. And then the second part of this would be executing this plan. So let's say, for example, that we wanted to build a succession plan for our CFO. And let's say the CFO has been at our company for maybe 20 years, and she's thinking about making this transition into retirement. 
So what would be an ideal time frame for a really proper succession plan to take place? So, I, you know, the plan might take an hour to put together. I don't know. But like what's what period of time would really give you a really good transition time period? Yeah, it takes longer than an hour to put the plan together, because I think uh, in just assessing the um, the situation, it may be a formal assessment, but it may also uh, include interviewing others in the organization so that uh, we can see what they see as essential for a successful succession process in the organization. And, and as we collect the insights and generate ideas together, we can then develop a plan, right? The, the developing a plan is also not a one hour um, endeavor. It can take longer. Um, and then again, most important is the follow through, but generally, um, again, it depends on what is already in place and what still needs to happen to get the house in order. It can take anywhere from 12 to 18 months for someone who's been a leader for a long time and um, has the reins firmly positioned in his or her hands, uh, it'll probably take a little longer because oftentimes there are, you know, control issues mm -hmm. that need to be addressed. I <laughs> uh, can imagine. So in a succession plan, is it always best to have part of your plan be the person that will succeed that person already be in the organization? Or could succession plan also mean that we might actually recruit outside of the organization? Yes, so both. However, I think that for, I personally feel that for uh, the company culture to be such that people feel comfortable being there and they know they have a path and can advance their career and they have a support plan to develop their leadership skills to groom the next um, level of leaders, I feel that it is, you know, there's a there's a plus to hiring from within the organization. But of course, there are also pluses to hiring from outside of the organization, especially when, you know, a different tack is necessary and it would take too long to um, get that established mm -hmm. and the buy in from the stakeholders. Well, that seems to be the biggest challenge. You know, my only experience and I've never done a succession plan for anybody, but I've seen succession plans in action, it's most specifically looking at churches. When you have someone who's been leading this group for a long time and they retire, inevitably, you know, there's always the kind of the assistant preachers that are there, but I never see them sort of being ramped up to take over. Usually a church will go outside and then when they bring somebody in, the first challenge is that that person brings their own people in. And before you know it, they bring their own culture in. The old culture fights against it. Very rarely do churches survive in the short term when they get a new leader to lead them. Very few that I've ever seen actually have a successor in mind that is being groomed. It's almost like like a, it'd be like a backup quarterback in the NFL. Like you will always be a backup. You will never get a chance to start. And that I would think might turn people off. So that's why I'm really curious, you know, should we as much as possible look internally and really identify that person early on so that we can have a graduated transition as part of the succession plan. That's why I asked you about the time frame. I mean, do you see it taking a, a year or so for a person to sort of be 
groomed for that or what's a good time frame? You know, again, that depends on what the organization is. Uh, I, I would argue that if a good succession plan is in place, and here I'm only talking about what it would take to actually implement a succession plan mm -hmm. uh, so that it is at least the basis, um, because it's also fluid depending on what the market um, demands. But I think that in the example of it's a good example because I just actually worked with a pastor and, and I had mentioned control issues before. I think one of the things that um, is extremely useful for the leaders is to get an understanding of what it is that they do that keeps people from um, becoming potential fill-ins and or replacements for them. And really, what is the benefit for having someone that can take over on the drop of a dime? I mean, let there be an accident. I mean, mm -hmm. not that I wish anything bad on anybody, but, you know, let there be an accident. Then what would happen to the entire organization? And wouldn't it be great if all of the work that the leader has done up to this point would continue to benefit the organization? So it's a, it's a thing that is really an ongoing thing. Um, time frame? I, I don't know. I mean, how long does it take to... Yeah, I guess what usually happens is there's no time frame because it happens like that. And then suddenly you got, oh my God, we got to do something now. So, so we don't have that. And I would imagine that whoever's listening today has probably maybe been asked that, like, what's going to be our succession plan for our executive team? What is your succession plan for your role in HR? And, you know, for most of us, we don't think about it because that would suggest that there's an end to what we're doing. And I don't, you know, personally, I kind of look forward to that day, not to end my life, but to end this phase of life and go on to something else. But for a lot of people, they're not ready. And suddenly they're being say, they said, okay, you got to start identifying your replacement. Yeah. And, and that can be really, I think it could be very challenging to a person. Like, what do you mean? Why would you ever want to replace me? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and this is where, you know, I had uh, said get the house in order. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be in place in order for a succession plan to be effective and implementable, really. Uh, for example, and I just want to mention, I have this written down, I have a download for people to get to, but um, it, it's basically a guide and on the things that need to be in place that includes, you know, having a clarity on what the roles are and the responsibilities and the accountability that comes with that and um, how is knowledge captured, if anything. I mean, that is really where a lot of the stuff does not happen because either, you know, people just don't want to take the time and don't have the commitment. But, um, you know, is there an effective reward system in place? Uh, do how is recruiting and onboarding defined? Um, how the how are the processes mapped out? I mean, I'm all over the lot here, but you know, there's a lot of stuff depending on what the organization is um, that needs to be in place. But that almost sounds like that would be good for all of us, wouldn't it? If we yes. were forced to just document everything in case something ever happened to somebody. Yes. That might be a very subtle way of doing I mean, I've seen organizations that say you're, the executive team cannot fly together to go to a meeting or something in case the plane crashes and we lose all of the corporate knowledge. This would suggest that we wouldn't even have to worry about something like that because we're designed for, you know, nobody is indispensable and nobody is irreplaceable. Yeah. Might almost be what we think about, right? 
Yeah, sort of. And I mean, think about, I mean, just from you know, HR folks here, right? Uh, you go on vacation. What happens while you're on vacation? Wouldn't it be nice if someone could um, do at least a lot of the stuff, let's say 80% of the stuff that you would normally do so that you can relax and not come back to a desk full of, you know, now you have to work five weeks straight, you know, 24-7 to catch up. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to have people take on some of the tasks so that you can actually relax on your vacation. Yeah, I think that would be very attractive to most people. And I think definitely a very non-threatening way to look at it, right? Like, yes. hey, you need to uh, you need to be prepared in case you go down who can take your role versus how would you like to go on vacation and not have to think about work? It's, yes. I guess it's framing, isn't it? Yes, it all is. Yeah. Well, this sounds like something that everybody really should be thinking about. And I guess in, when you think about your work, I mean, would would it be the HR folks that would be reaching out to you for help in this area? Or would you suggest that they uh, connect you with the C-suite? How would that best work for you? Well, it can both work. I mean, I work with um, people that need to manage change, right? So whether it is the HR folks or the leader um, in the C-suite that needs to get this going. So... Um, and again, it all depends on how much of the process is in your control. Um, for some clients, the engagement might focus on only developing potential replacements for their role. And for others, um, I work with them to cover the full range of issues so that succession planning becomes part of the organization's fabric. Um, you know, I would leave that up to the HR folks to decide um, who I would work with if I were the chosen one. Um, it could be them. It could be anyone that needs to manage that change. Okay. And I'm also going to suggest too, that, you know, if somebody's listening and has not been told you should put a succession plan together, would you suggest that they proactively begin to think about this and propose this to their C-suite? Um, I, I think that's not a bad idea. The real question is what would drive the need for a succession plan, right? So if someone is looking to retire, I mean, three, five years, the problem that I have here is that um, there are so many different organizations and organizational cultures. So I would think that um, framing it in a way that would allow people to recognize the benefits for themselves but also the entire organization is probably a good first approach, but that is also something where I can help um, set that up, right? The, how you frame that to the people that can ultimately make the decision. Okay. And I guess the other pain point this could kind of alleviate too is, you know, every year, I don't know, maybe it's Gallup, they talk about, you know, what is the, the big reasons why people quit jobs? And usually every year it's, you know, they quit their boss, I'm starting to see that actually being surpassed by I, I quit because I didn't see any potential for growth there. Yeah. It, now, would succession planning help alleviate that headache? Absolutely. I think that, you know, uh, once you have a good su succession plan in place, you attract the right talent and they also want to stay because they knew from the get go that they have uh, an opportunity to advance their career. They know that the organizational culture is such that supports leadership development. Um, so I think that everybody is in a happy place, if you will. And um, 
Yeah, did that answer your question? It did, yeah, because the alternative is that I get hired at a place and realize this is a dead-end job. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I remember my son telling me he worked a summer here in uh, Nashville at a construction place, you know, putting concrete blocks together. They were building a church or something. And he said, God, Dad, there's guys your age who are out here slinging cement. And I said, yeah, Dustin, you know, believe it or not, that some jobs don't have upward mobility. So if I go to a place and realize, okay, I can be slinging cement now at age 25 and good for you, you can still do it when you're 55, that a succession plan does not make because that doesn't motivate me to stay. Yeah, and, and not to interrupt you, but you know what, you just touched on something that is oftentimes uh, seriously missing in many organizations where someone who is a manager now needs to become a leader. Uh, if there is actually a plan for that, but then they don't have the support to uh, be an effective leader, right? Like, how do you groom your leaders? Uh, that is all part of a good succession plan. So that's a very good point right there. Because who the hell wants this? Oh, did I just curse? <laughs> you know, you said hell. That ain't... Technically, that's not as bad as shit. Uh, okay. Shit, that would be right. worse than hell. Clarified that. Yeah. Would you like to try a few words just to check which ones? Oh, I don't know. On a podcast. You know, People that you know could, me know you could say I him curse. in German, say him in German, that would help, right? Oh, no, no, no. No, okay. Well, now that we have all of your attention, uh, Silka, tell us, you've promised us to download. You said that you could become our coach or a consultant. The big question is, how in the world do we find you? Yeah, so I've made it easy for people um, because my name is hard to spell. So um, I've created a checklist that touches on most of what it, what we discussed here and is a good guide to um, give you an idea of what needs to happen. And you can get that at successionplan123.com. So that's the successionplan123. Dot com and there you can download the checklist and it'll get you started to thinking about how to approach the project and of course I'm available for any questions people may have and my contact information is on the checklist and again you can get that at successionplan123.com that's good creative way because yeah trying to spell your first name may be a little bit challenging it so uh, for those of you who are listening take Silka up on that offer Succession planning or succession plan? Succession plan. One, succession two, plan. One, two, three dot com. Silka, this interview has been a long time in coming. Well worth the wait. It's been great reconnecting with you. And thank you so much for sharing some of these suggestions with us. Not only how to do it better, but how to promote it. All of that's useful information. We really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the HR Oxygen Podcast. We hope you found something today that will relieve your stress, feed your soul, and pump you up to face another day. At Boss Builders, we want to let you know that we appreciate the hard work you do every day as an HR professional. And as a reminder, always make sure to adjust your own oxygen mask before attempting to help those around you. Be well. <laughs>